Together we can love our bodies again Here on the gray scale Hi! Hello! What's up, you guys? We're back. We're back for our last episode of season one. Not ever, don't worry. Of season one. <laughs> Of the Grayscale Podcast. Yes, and um, we are going to take about a two-week break, so stay tuned. There there will be more episodes coming, but we're going to take a couple weeks off just to kind of recoup and... Recalibrate. And get a little bit more content set up. <laughs> um, yes. But yeah, so, so stay with us and keep an eye on our Instagram at the Grayscale underscore body, um, and, and we'll be back. Yeah, and always remember... That we're constantly looking for anyone who is interested or uh, in speaking about their experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, we there is no no situation or no experience that is too insignificant to talk about. Exactly, exactly. And you know we've said it before, and we'll say it again. We're just really um, we really want to talk to people of all shapes and sizes about this because I think that's how we move this movement forward, so to speak. Um, and, and we have some really super exciting guests coming up in season two, so stay tuned for that as well. Yeah. Um, so we're doing a little bit of a different um, kind of episode structure today just to kind of wrap up season one. Yeah, a little free form for y'all. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of the things that we have thought about while recording over the last 19 episodes that we weren't either able to really get into or maybe it was, you know, brought up, but it wasn't a focus, but we kind of had remaining thoughts on it. Yeah. Um, so we just want to kind of have a, just a candid conversation about it. Um, so yeah. So one of the first things that we kind of have, um, is our relationship to weight loss and how our mindsets about it, um, have changed or what what that relationship is because personally I'm in a place where I'm very aware of I'm I'm avert myself from it like it's a kind of Mm -hmm. I I I often see people create like who wish for weight loss and I I think of it as inherently fat phobic yeah because I mean it is in a way oh it absolutely is um yeah especially for like active choice um, of weight loss, obviously, mm-hmm. health conditions inside, that does not count, but, um, and as someone who's actively trying to, you know, erase my, like, my fat phobic tendencies, yeah. I often see people who p- talk about weight lists, TikToks that talk about how to lose weight as, in, like, just very insulting. Yeah. Um, when I know at its core that weight loss as its own entity is not a bad thing it's for many people very exciting but for me it's like I'm trying to totally distance myself well it's this like societal obsession with weight loss that I think is that's what's inherently fat phobic it's and it's I mean Shelby in in our last episode talked about this and I think it's really stuck with both of us that you know like we are all fat phobic yeah to every single person yeah and and it's you know, it's up to you, it's up to each one of us to kind of make this commitment to unlearning that behavior. And I think that for the first time, you know, just in just in basically starting this podcast and in the last 20 episodes, I think the thing 
that, or I guess I should say 19. <laughs> um, the thing that I've really learned is that we are all fat phobic and, mm -hmm. and, you know, we have to make that choice. Yeah. And I kind of noticed that my reaction to weight loss images, like whether that's a before or after or just an after, um, I, I don't know. I find them inherently offensive. Yeah. Well, I think that like we've both thought that way for some time now yeah. and like we, we felt offended by them, but we couldn't articulate why. Yes, exactly. And it's, and it's almost like now I finally feel like I understand that it's actually not even just about me and my relationship with my body that feels offended mm -hmm. by that. But it's, but it's that, you know, my, uh, caring and wanting justice and equality for people who are lar in larger bodies than me. Yeah. That I'm offended for them even more so, you know. Exactly. And that I mean, and that's not to say like, oh, go me. That's to say like, I finally feel like I've kind of woken up to the fact that my whole life I have been part of the problem. Yeah, that is exactly how I feel. Like I feel like I'm finally with Shelby speaking and saying that we are all fat phobic. I was like, yeah, yeah correct. And I look back on a lot of my my mindsets and even my current mindset sometimes, like, and hearing that and being able to be like, you know what, that that's accurate. That is true. And that everyone is. And that's why we are fed the imagery we are. And we're, you know, the way our shopping experiences. Yeah. And I think that, like, and we've, we've talked about this so many times, but, like, the the fact that we now have kind of run out of things to say to people when they're fat shaming themselves yeah where it's especially when it's you know like when it's a size six woman who's yeah. like talking about how fat she is and makes me want to kill myself but like <laughs> I just like I think that it before when I was still on on a subconscious level adhering to those fat phobic ideas, mm -hmm. I, I had actually more energy to be like, let me talk you through this. Yeah. As, a, as opposed to now where it's like, okay, I just think differently than you. And, and it's, it's sometimes it just feels really exhausting to constantly be trying to catch people up. Yeah. Or like even the word, saying the words like skinny, um, or like you look so skinny mm -hmm. as a compliment. I'm just like, it's almost like I cock my head and I squint my eyes and I'm like, did I hear that right? Mm -hmm. Like that, that, did you really just say that about someone? Yeah. Oh my God. So, okay. So a little life update on my part. I, um, Chrissy and I are actually no longer coworkers, um, which it's not like a bad thing. That no. sounded so <laughs> ominous. Okay, it's like we, we've broken um, up. No, no, no. It's for the best. No, it's for the, we're still coworkers in pod land, but, yeah. um, in the, in the bridal world, uh, I I have gone over to a, a new bridal salon, and we're going to continue to keep the, the names of our jobs um, Enough, quiet. Yeah, <laughs> just just for you know lack of respect for our income. <laughs> um, did I say lack of respect? I meant respect. Whatever. You guys get it. The point being, I switched over bridal salons, and the other day I was at work, and I I was taking this appointment. It was this, these three very young women. Um, and they were all tiny, all three of them. And and we were sharing a pedestal with another bride who was plus size. And her guest was also plus size. And 
this fucking girl kept getting up on the pedestal and her friends kept being like, oh my God, you look so skinny. And I just, I literally was standing there like cringing. I was like, I cannot believe that these poor women are having to like sit here and, and like live through this. And I can't like say anything to them about it. Well, and that's the other thing is like, and I I guess we could talk a little bit about nuances of, of, being in bridal because uh-huh. it's so nuanced and because because especially in a field where um it's it's so performance based yeah your hours um I don't make commission at my job but other places you do and so it's strict like whole much so much of your income is based on how you perform right and it's so tricky when you have this you know I feel like I have this pride about not using body negative language Mm -hmm. when I know that all they want to hear is oh my god you look so skinny yeah or like when you when they hear when they've talked about themselves poorly like I look so fat they want to hear me say like oh my god no you don't you look so skinny I'm too I'm I can't get myself I can't bring myself to do it either and and um you know it's a battle. It's just a yeah. battle. But but I pride myself on that too. And I mm-hmm. don't. I think because I believe so strongly in it, it's just not something I'm willing. Yeah, to, I'm not willing to go there. And that's not to say that you can't still make a sale. You know, yeah. like well, something that I try to like talk about with other stylists is I try to educate them on you know body positive language. Is that um, you know there's always a reason why someone's saying that and so I try to make it very specific so when yes. someone calls themselves yes. fat you ask like well what are you looking at like where are you seeing because um, you don't want to invalidate their feelings either so you want to say like oh well, where, where is your eye going do you not like what do you yeah. not like and they That's might say they're talk about yeah too. maybe they don't like their stomach maybe they don't like their arms and that ultimately will help you figure out a dress that they will like themselves. I always talk about the underwear line. I'm like, if you're wearing crepe, you got an underwear line, honey. Like, yeah. That's why your eye is going there because you're seeing a line that isn't going to be there when you're wearing all the undergarments that you're going to be wearing on the day of your oh wedding. Oh my god. Yeah. Or no undergarments because why not? But like, if you don't want to, if you don't want to wear Spanx, don't wear anything. Yeah. And that's I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not like shaming people, but you know, like, I think I am just in the belief system that like gowns require undergarments like the Mm -hmm. proper undergarments and that is shapewear not because it makes you look thin or thinner than you are but because it smooths out lines that like make a gown work I guess well I I think I've actually struggled with this a little bit like how I thought think about shapewear because I personally love to wear shapewear with certain, certain articles because I I really like my figure and I like when, you know, shapewear really smooths out lines. Yeah. But then I'm trying to like convince myself like, oh, well, is it also still, is that inherently fat phobic because I'm like trying to condense myself? Well, to me, I think it depends on the article of clothing because there's certain things, like there's certain dresses, I guess, that are more like, uh, I guess I could say quote unquote, like fancy occasion dresses, mm-hmm. you know, like gowns yeah. um, that I do end up wanting to wear shapewear with because I like the way it makes the gown look on me. Mm-hmm. And then there are certain dresses that I have that I actually, that are, you know, tight fitting that I don't want to wear shapewear with because I really like where you can see like the shape of my, my stomach yeah. and like the, you know, like there's certain fit that I 
And I, that has, like, I've grown to that point. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because there were definitely, it's like, if you could ever see my belly fat ever, I was, like, horrified and I would throw it out. <laughs> you know? I mean, that's how I feel about, like, my cellulite. I, yeah. I'm someone who's, like, I'm, like, okay, well, like, there are all my lumps and bumps. But now I'm, like, sometimes... Especially in the summer, I'm, like, not going to even bother. I'm, like, I'm so hot and sweaty. Yeah. Like, after I'll, COVID, yeah. after, well, I should say after quarantine Dude. proper, yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like I don't care yeah. in the summer, especially in the summer. I'm, like, I just have to be comfortable. Yes. Especially on my days off, too. Like, now that I'm back to working full time, mm-hmm. like, I just can't. I I can't. Uh, yeah, I have to be comfortable on my days off and in 90 degrees, like I want the least amount of layers as possible. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and I uh Jeff uh who was in one of our episodes always used to tell me he's like summer is inherently fat phobic. Yes, I love that. And I and it, I I live by those words. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Um We'll move on a little bit. So another thing that um, has been touched upon throughout um, the season is, like, people's relationships to to going to the gym or gym class in in their school systems Mm -hmm. um, or their schooling. Um, And I think we should talk a little bit about that because we both have very interesting, unique, like, relationships to the gym. Yeah, that's true. Um. And I think we've both really grown into yeah. our own kind of comfortability with it. Yeah. Um, because for me, I was always asked, like, do you want to go to the gym? And I knew when I was asked it by their parents or someone else that it was because they were like, they want me, wanted me to exercise to lose weight. Mm. But I enjoy. I felt like that with my mom too. Yeah. Up. And I, I enjoy working out, but... I'm someone who doesn't feel the need to work out regularly if I don't desire to. Yeah. And so I would, if I wanted to go, I would go. And if I didn't, I wouldn't. And I think there was a point in time where there was a lot of shame involved. Yeah. And I was embarrassed. Um, but I enjoyed to go. It just wasn't something that I wanted to do a lot. Yeah. And then in college... I would force myself to go a lot of the times because mm-hmm. I was like, it's good for me. And I'm trying to be a healthier person, which was a, a phase that I had in my body positive journey about like just treating my body well. Yeah. But I still had the mindset subconsciously about weight loss. I think that I definitely had yeah. that too for really up until this year. Yeah. Um, because I, I've kind of like broken up with the gym a little bit because I always – said that I was somebody who really enjoyed like working out at the gym specifically and I can't I won't say that like I'm now denying that statement because I I do think that like there is a part of me that actually does really enjoy like the routine of it and um you know certain aspects of it like there are certain machines that I like and things like that um but I think I just have such an association with the gym now that is so tainted for me, mm-hmm. kind of forever, yeah. just because it's sort of a, a trigger, I think. Um, and then, you know, the reason that I stopped going really, well, is because I didn't want to. Yeah. <laughs> and and because we couldn't, because and we of COVID. Couldn't. And then 
by the time they reopened, I went a couple times and so many people had their masks down that I was like, I just don't really feel right. And so then I was like, okay, I think I'm going to quit the gym, which was a huge deal because I think having that membership sort of felt like this weird safety net for whenever I got into those moods of like, I have to lose weight. Yeah, I agree. I think like whether or not you use it or not, right. like you're like, I'm a member at a gym, so I inherently, you know, there's like a superior. Well, that's how they get you. I mean, it's like, yeah. it's all part of that, like, you know, that, that puzzle that we were yeah. talking about last week of the, of the diet industry. Yeah. That is just like, you know, that's another piece of the puzzle. But I think that like, now that I've finally given myself permission to just not exercise unless I actually want to. Mm-hmm. That I find times where I'm like, I do actually have the energy for this. Also, because I'm working full time again, I'm like running around like a chicken with my head cut off all the time for yeah. the first time since like 2019. Yeah. And so I feel active, you know? Yeah. I don't feel like I'm, you know, I don't feel like I did during COVID where like, I felt restless almost because I was just sitting on the couch, which, and I'm not shaming myself for that because that's what I absolutely needed to be doing at yeah. that time. But, you know, like, I felt restless, and I could feel it in my body, and that was the first time in my life that I felt like, oh, I want to move. I, like, mm-hmm. want to move my body. And so, you know, I would say in this last – in the last, like, six months or so, yeah, I feel like I've been able to kind of find that a little bit again. Yeah, and I, I – my whole thing is, like, when I – in 2019, randomly, no, 2018, when 2018, when I decided that I was going to become a figure skater, <laughs> I had a friend of mine who is a figure skater who I went to college with um, start by teaching me because I just knew how to like go in circles. I didn't know how to do anything besides that. Mode. And so she was teaching me and I realized like I simply did not have the muscle to do a lot of things as simple as like going backwards. Mm. Um and so I was so motivated to be a figure skater that I would go to the gym to work on things specifically to help me go back to the ice. Yeah. And so it became an incredibly motivating experience at the gym. Yeah. Um, and I would go and I'd, and I'd do a lot more muscle-related things than what I – and I would enjoy doing weight training and things like that. Where for previously I, I was incredibly intimidated by going on weights and doing things like mm-hmm. that. I was like very comfortable with my cardio and leaving yeah. before, which I still am. <laughs> um, and so that was like a huge shift in mentality for me because yeah. it became a, a, a stepping stone to something I really wanted to achieve that wasn't related to weight. This is, like, how unhealthy my fucking relationship is to exercise. (laughs) The only time I've ever been that motivated at the gym was when I was in high school and my boyfriend had broken up with me (laughs) and was dating somebody else who had recently, like, lost Uh a considerable amount of weight. And so I was like, I'm just not skinny enough. And so if I'm skinny, then he'll love me because I was damaged. (laughs) I'm 16. Oh, my God. Sponsor us, Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> Sour but album. like, actually. And if you haven't listened, do yourself a fucking favor. Yeah. Um, no, absolutely. And, I mean, respect. That's traumatic for sure. <laughs> I don't think I'm – I mean, since – so since COVID, 
um, like March of 2020, I mean, I have barely gone. I've gone to the gym like once and I canceled my membership because I was like, I just don't want to go yeah. until I feel ready to and I'm not going to spend the money. Yeah, who cares? Like, it... Yeah, and I will say it was it was a very weird feeling. Yeah. It was I don't want to say it felt good to cancel my membership because there was a sense that I I felt like oh my god this is a huge step for me. Yeah. To be able to confidently like cancel my gym membership. I felt like that too actually. Yeah, I was like and and be able to be like I'm doing this because I want to and not because I well, part of me had to because I can't afford to, <laughs> to do it. But it was, you know, it was like, it was my choice. It yeah. wasn't, and that felt really empowering. Um, and it was very strange. And like, once again, I don't have a bad relationship with the gym. I just, at this point in time, don't have any desire to go Yeah. under current circumstances. Yeah. Well, and you know, I think too that like, and we've talked about this before too, but like, I, God, I just start every goddamn sentence like that, don't I? <laughs> In we'll any start case, our t-shirt. <laughs> no, literally, we're putting it on a t-shirt. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but I feel like I've totally lost my chance. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this is such a shit show. We told you it was going to be free form. <laughs> It'll come back to me. Okay, well. Moving on. Moving on. Oh, something else that um, we wanted to talk about. Um, definitely inspired after our last um, episode with Shelby. Um, if you haven't listened to that episode, definitely do because I, it really was kind of life changing for the two yeah, of us to have absolutely. that conversation with her. A lot of things we, we knew, but hadn't heard, like, I don't know. Articulated or, in that way. Exactly. Yeah. And we were like, it was huge light bulb moments for both of mm-hmm. us. And so, um, this point kind of going forward, we're going to try to adhere to more, um, uh, that positive language. Yes. Um, so while in the past we were using mid-size to describe ourselves and other people, um, if necessary, we are now going to try to use small fat. But that being said, we might switch in between depending on the context. And our guests might use yeah. mid-size because that's what they're comfortable with. And we're not here to change anyone's minds. We're just trying to create a conversation. Yeah. And I also just kind of want to say at this point too that like, I don't want anybody to feel as though we're going back on things that we may have said in the past um, about using that word because I, I think that, I mean, and and we had a great conversation about it in the last episode. So if you need to go listen to that, go listen to that. But essentially Mm -hmm. the moral of the story is that the word uh, small fat Mm -hmm. um, uses the word fat which is inherently more fat positive than using the word midsize, which sort of um, using Shelby's words separates yeah. further from from sort of that reclamation of the word fat, which we are using only with positive connotations here. And yeah. we have said that before from the, the get-go, really. Yeah. And so we kind of feel that we owe it to ourselves and we owe it to people in larger bodies than ourselves and we owe yeah. it to you guys yeah. to you know, as we learn throughout this sort of, um, you know, make changes and yeah. make adjustments and, and communicate that because that's yeah. how life works. And also, I mean, we, we are two people who are, who are actively trying to become more fat positive people. Mm-hmm. And so 
at least speaking on my behalf, I I need to start using small fat and super fat and infinite fat as in my vocabulary to help my own internalized fat phobia. Yeah. I just do. And I think that we're gonna um we're gonna try and make a post for you guys about that on our Instagram just so it's yeah. kind of like user-friendly you can really see it all in one place written out because I think sometimes that's helpful too it it certainly is for me um so we'll definitely that'll be coming your way for sure um if you're interested in sort of switching your verbiage with us yeah absolutely and um I mean majority of our listeners at this point are you know in their you know Mm mid-20s um demographic so I mean a lot of you are already on you know Instagram and TikTok so definitely we I if you are interested in learning more there's definitely a lot of um fat content creators out there that talk about it in ways that I can't articulate well um Shelby being one of them so definitely um if I can challenge anyone for anything really seek out those um creators because I, I can't even articulate how much they've been taught me. Yeah. Um, well, so. and even just like seeing um, fat bodies regularly in mm-hmm. your feed is so important. And it's certainly changed a lot for me as well because it just normalizes it, you yeah. know? And even if you're not a fat person, it's it's really great to diversify your feed yes. so that you can become more... Um, it, it becomes less shocking when you see a fat body. It's like, yeah. And, and not exactly. only that, but I, you know, I think, and I think that if I could kind of boil it down to something talking with Shelby for us last week, um, it, it just hearing her talk about her experience in her body mm-hmm. was so enlightening because I think, especially because she's somebody that we have, you know, grown to know over the years, yeah. you, you more so than me, mm-hmm. but you know, somebody that we have a relationship to and there's so much, um, empathy there that like, I think it, it makes it much clearer sometimes when you can, when you can connect with somebody on that level and hear them talk about their experience, um, you know, living in a body that's different from yours. Yeah. And I think that's how we learn and grow and change and make the world a better place. Exactly. Um, yeah, 100 Period. <laughs> Period. End of sentence. <laughs> What's next? Do you have any life updates? Do I have any life updates? Um, well, you're moving. I'm moving. I am moving into my own apartment. I know. We're so excited. <laughs> I have, I mean, I've lived with people my entire life, as most people do. Um, and I've lived in New York now for going on eight years yeah it's crazy yeah this is our eighth well we're so I guess starting in August will be our eighth the beginning of our eighth year yes. of living in New York which is bonkers yeah, and super exciting um and I've lived with such amazing roommates and it got to the point where I realized mm, I'm the problem <laughs> Um, I'm bad to live with. It's no. not them. No. It's me. No, I mean it's true. If you um if you've ever taken the color test, um, I'm a green. If that makes anything, makes any <laughs> you're sense gonna to make me. so many people laugh out loud. I have no idea what you're talking about. So well, I've taken it work. I Google it. Um, <laughs> basically means that um I often come across as uh unfriendly. So oh, well, that's hilarious. So um. 
I I'm moving into my own apartment and I it's gonna I'm honestly so excited because it's gonna be really big for my mental health mm -hmm. being able to have my own space um, it's really fucking scary uh, having your own apartment in New York because especially when you work retail yeah um, but I'm couldn't be more excited and that happens at the end of the month so part of the reason why we're taking our brief uh, two weeks is so I can prepare for that. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? We're we're very proud of Chrissy. Thank you. Um, and yeah, I mean, we, you and I could not be more different in that way. I'm such a like, I have to live with people or I will go crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're an extrovert to a T, and I'm very introverted. Yeah. So that's what makes this this podcast work. And we are such different people. It's true. It's um, so true. Yeah. So that's my little life update. Not that's necessarily exciting. body positive related, but. But um, it's exciting. But it's exciting, and it's definitely mental health related. Yeah, which we talk way. about. We talk about in its own right as well. So. Yeah, so very exciting. Yeah. Um, next on our little agenda, it is becoming summer, if not already. So. Oh yeah, it's it, in New York. If you are in New York, it is fucking summertime. It is summertime, um, and it is nasty. Um, and that. The first thing I think about when I think about summer is bathing suits. Yeah. Um, and a lot of our guests who we've um, interviewed and asked, like, what is a trend that you feel like you couldn't participate in mm -hmm. uh, because of your relationship with your body? They've almost all said bathing suits. Yeah. And swimsuits. And I think that that's really – I wouldn't say it's surprising, but it's really interesting because yeah. Sierra and I have had recently – very positive experiences with bathing suits and mm -hmm. swimsuits, which I think is a level of privilege, definitely. But it's we we love shopping for swimsuits. Now. It's true. Well, I I remember this was I mean, I'm gonna say like maybe four years ago now. <laughs> yeah, because I think it was before we graduated college. Yeah, it was definitely while we were still in college. But I called Chrissy up one day and I was like, Hey, so I just really want a new bathing suit. Do you want to come shopping with me? And I was like, I was planning on going to Aerie, which we had talked about Aerie yeah. before and how much you liked them. I really liked them. Um, and I was like, do you want to come to Aerie with me? And she was like, yeah. So we ended up both, and they were having a crazy sale. I remember we got there yeah. and they were having this insane sale. So we each ended up buying like three or four bathing yes. suits. But it was such a positive experience. And it was like when the trend of bathing suits was like that they came up pretty high. It was the one pieces. Yes. It was the year of the one pieces. Yes. But they came up really high and they were all like, um, they all had the high leg cut, like yeah. the French cut. And then they had really low backs. And you and I both were like, well, good luck to our boobs. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to work. But we ended up trying on like 40 swimsuits each yeah. and we, we had so much fun. I just remember laughing. Yeah. And, and we'd like go out and be like, are you ready? And we'd like show, like move the curtain. It was like such a, it's so funny because like at that moment, I don't think we realized how important that moment was. Yeah. But it like kind of ended up becoming a real like benchmark in our friendship, I feel it like. It did. It was very much like Lizzie McGuire movie, yes. fashion show moment, <laughs> yeah. like pure joy. <laughs> And yeah, it was such a benchmark because I think we didn't even realize how much, I mean, looking back, like, I don't remember feeling insecure in that moment. No, not at Which, all. Which in the past, as I talked about in our first episode, is like most of my, the beginning levels of my like, body trauma are from 
swimming pools yeah and swimming yeah i i think that again the moral of the story here is like find yourself somebody find your height person because and they don't have to look exactly like you but find somebody that can identify with your experience in some way that you can connect to on a human level Mm -hmm. because I think that it makes all the difference in the world in terms of you know like having it's like it's kind of the same thing as having like your gym buddy quote unquote yeah um or you know like instead of instead of having somebody that's going on a diet with you like have a friend who just wants to lift you up and commiserate and eat a pint of ice cream. Yeah. And go swimsuit shopping. Go swimsuit shopping. Because I just think it's so important for us all to have people that we can that we can just connect with. Yeah. I mean, and exactly. They don't have to look just like you. Um, but having people there that, you know, only make you feel better about yourself. Yeah. Whether that's with how they look, whether that's how they speak to you. Um because, you know, trying on clothes, period, is a very vulnerable experience mm-hmm. that can often lead to huge amounts of trauma. Yeah. Um, like, we, I've been into the fitting room crying for, before. I'm sure oh many people God. have. Who hasn't? And having a person there that is only there to, like, make you, like, laugh and have a mm-hmm. good time, that is so huge to you know, changing the narrative on the, those experiences. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I told someone recently that like she was shopping for a a wedding dress and I was like, bring your hype people. Mm -hmm. If your parents aren't your hype people, don't bring your parents, bring your best friends, bring your sister, whoever it is that always makes you have a good time. Bring those people. Yeah. Oh my God. The number of times I've seen family members ruin bridal appointments, just ruin them. It's yeah. like, you guys, it's not about you. It's about the bride. It's about the bride. Take note. <laughs> Sorry for that little tangent, <laughs> but I had to say it. It had to be said. Yeah. I mean, I just find that recently that there's so many experiences that I think in the past always have equated to me with my body trauma and my insecurities and um, it's only been, I, I really not, I do not want to say that anything good came of a pandemic because it didn't. It was, it's tragic and it's horrible. Yeah. But during this period of time, my, I definitely think my perspective has changed on what's important to me. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, misery loves company. I think I've said that a thousand times yeah. on this podcast is like, everyone's lives changed in the same moment. Yeah. And I no longer, while I would think I was in a pretty decent place going into shutdown, the experience I had during it was, I think, really important as well because I had to learn to adapt to a completely different lifestyle that was out of my control and become okay with that. Yeah. I think that's very well articulated. I think that's, that's sort of what we yeah. all did, you know? Yeah. Because, like, I it, I was leading up to, like, a, a, a test for skating in March. And so I was working out and skating, like, five times a week. Mm-hmm. And I I was 
I mean, hyper focused on doing well on that test. Yeah, and it was, I remember. Yeah, and it was literally the week before we shut down. Yeah, and so I was working out and working out and working out, skating, skating, skating. Shutdown happened. I have no rink. I have no gym. Yeah, and it was summer, basically spring at that point. But um, and I I felt lost, and I think I was at a point where I didn't necessarily was I wasn't necessarily afraid of gaining weight but I was like I'm definitely not going to be in the shape that I was yeah and that's such a frustrating thing too and I think it's very difficult especially when you have a a difficult history with Mm -hmm. eating and exercise in your body it's really hard to to distinguish you know what's the difference between staying in shape for a certain reason mm-hmm. that is not about losing weight yeah and that isn't about weight loss goals and that isn't about or that isn't about like staying a certain size because you're afraid that if you go up a size I don't know everyone will hate you like yeah what like what even is that fear I mean that's the real crazy thing like yeah I because don't... god forbid you know I, I went up a size consistently every year for a long time and it's like you know at a certain point, I was like, well, oh, well, I guess I'm buying some more jeans again, you yeah. know? And, like, God bless my mother who has a Macy's card that she – this is so privileged. This is a privileged moment. But she has this Macy's card that we share. And I – every time I've gone up a size, I buy more jeans. And she's able to support that. And I have been so lucky to have that. But, like, you know, I think – I think it's, I, I'm finally now realizing that it just doesn't matter mm-hmm. and it actually doesn't matter to me. Like I have let go of that fear somewhat. Yeah. I mean, we, we have talked about this a lot. I don't know if you've talked about it as much recently, but like, um, clothing and like how size does not matter. And yeah. it's like clothes are meant to fit you. You are not meant to fit certain clothes. And yeah. we are ever-changing beings. And so if something doesn't fit anymore, then you can choose what to do with that. Obviously, you don't have to get rid of them. Like, Sierra, you like to keep your clothes that don't... I'm a hoarder. <laughs> I get rid of everything. Once a month, I get rid of clothes. Yeah, I donate. amazing. I donate clothes once a month. I go through... It. I also... It's an... Um, a test for me because I don't let myself buy new things until I donate things. Mm. So it's so good of you. I'm moving into a studio. I have to be <laughs> time uh, space efficient, but this is true. Um, it's and it's been really important for me to realize that. I think that was one of the first things I learned when I went started my little journey was that like, hmm, being a large means nothing. Yeah, like an end of sentence. I was like, oh, a large fits me. And so now I know that's not even the full story. And sometimes a large doesn't fit me and that's fine. But at the beginning I was like, hmm, a large is just the size that I should wear because it looks good on me. Looks good. Oh my God. I also have this mentality now too of like, how lucky am I to be standard size? Oh my God. Yes. Like I think that I now am so for the, like for the first time just now seeing how, um, lucky I am mm-hmm. 
to have to be a size that I can find clothing or I should say privilege yeah how privileged I am to be able to find my size at most stores mm-hmm. I mean whether or not it's out on the floor it remains to be seen yeah. at Urban Outfitters because they yes. do not I was literally just talking about this today I don't fucking shop there anymore because you can't find a large anywhere because they only go up to a medium on the floor yeah you guys uh, what the fuck <laughs> Seriously. It's so fucked up. That is like not even half of straight sizing. It's baffling. Yeah. To, it's baffling to me. My God, if there is anything that I get the opportunity to do in this life, let it be changing that. Yeah. Well, and also, um, no, I lost my train of thought. My God, we are just all over the place. I'm so sorry. It's been a long week. It's been a long week. It's only Tuesday. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's been great. Um, but yeah, basically what I think I was gonna say was that, um, I remember. (laughs) I watched this TikTok that was of a a woman and she was saying, like, here's a challenge. Mm. Go into a store and you're gonna experience life as if you're plus size. Go into that store. If they have a plus size, if they, if. See if they have a plus size section or mm-hmm. a plus size in their store. If they don't, you have to leave. You can't shop there. And this is for anyone of any size. If they do, you can go to that section and you have to find something that you actually would wear mm. in that plus size section. And if you can find something that you actually can wear, you can go and find it in your own size and, and try it on. Mm. But if you can't find anything that you actually would wear, you have to leave. I love that. I think that's a great challenge. And I, I I, would love to try that, especially with this new, like, insight from Shelby. Yeah. Because I think that for a long time I, you know, was a little butthurt because I was like, well, it's not easy to find my size in stores. But I'm like, no, it's – but it's there. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's more that you just have to try on four different sizes to figure out which one you actually like yeah. on you because I'm the same way. I'm like, well, I have to try on a small, medium, and a large, and sometimes an extra large just to see how I like the fit on yeah. me. I do that all the time. But it's not the same thing as walking into a store and literally not being able to find a size that fits my body. And yeah. I – it is so privileged – that I get to have that experience mm-hmm. living in the body that I live in when there are people that are just as deserving as me to have clothes that they love on their body, mm-hmm. which is just as beautiful as mine and just as valid as mine, yeah. that that experience does not exist for them. And that is, that is the fucking problem. Yeah, and I, and I don't think it's until you really have to – put yourself in that position that you realize how scarce it is. Yeah. Um, and cause I think about, I mean, I don't shop for clothes very often, but when I bringing back to the places that I tend to like to shop at and none of them have a plus size section Yeah. in store at least. Yeah. I'm thinking the same thing. Yeah. And it's just, it's just shocking that it's that disparate. Yeah. Um, and, and so many people don't even have to think about it. Yeah. Or choose not to think about it. Which is a privilege. Right. Which, and once again, and, and this um, is related to all levels of privilege, but privilege is not inherently a bad thing. You just have to, you know, own it and recognize it because, it, you know, 
your privilege in a way. Well, and we've talked about this from the get-go, and I think I love where we are kind of now in our own journeys because I think we're able to talk about it in a way that's even more inclusive. Yeah. But, you know, like, this is what we're talking about. <laughs> it's yeah. like, consistently, this is what we've been, I think, yeah. trying to get at since day one. Yeah. You know? And I do think that a lot of our guests that we have, a lot of them have been able to say it themselves as they're like, I mean, for obviously the spectrum is different, but like for some of our guests, it's been like, I know that I don't have it the worst, but I still experience what I've experienced. And that's the problem. Right. Is that we're all experiencing huge levels of media and capitalistic um diet culture and like editing of photos and just you know fat phobia right and I think that like all all the the fat liberation movement is asking of us is to acknowledge the privilege yes at least at the very base level and then if you can do more do more yeah obviously you know there's always there's always work to be done yeah but you know like I think that that is if you can do one thing Mm-hmm. you know put your own insecurities aside for one second to be able to acknowledge your privilege and and you know that's not to say that you can't have your insecurities because yes. obviously we have ours mm-hmm. we've talked to you know 19 people that have theirs and and we talk talk about it on our instagram a lot and i you know i don't fault any one person for those insecurities no. because this is the bullshit we've grown up with. And, you know, unfortunately, that is the way of the world right now. Yeah. And I think that the challenge moving forward for us and for everybody and for anybody that hopefully we get to come into contact with in the future, mm-hmm. that, like, this is the end goal that we're striving for. Yeah. And everyone is valid in that. And But once again, we can all be better. Yeah. Whether that is their you know, their, your own personal goal is to become more, um, fat positive, or if your own personal goal is just to get to the point where you can accept yourself, it all ties out hopefully in with each other. Well, yeah. And I think that, you know, again, Shelby yeah, saying that, that body positivity is a great one-on-one course, mm-hmm. you know, if that's where you are in your journey, there is absolutely no shame in that. Chrissy and I, have been there very recently yeah (laughs) and you know like use that use it as a 101 course to find acceptance in your own you know with your own body and 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 in your own right and then use that knowledge Mm -hmm. and that understanding to to give that acceptance to people in larger bodies exactly that's the end of our tangent (laughs) slash ted talk (laughs) of the week (laughs) um And we'll move on to um, our own little kind of closer. So we're not going to close off our episode today with naming three things that we love about our bodies. Because you've heard that. You've heard that. And also, Sierra and I could go forever about it because we're at at that point, Um, which is fine. But we do want to talk about um, in an attempt to put yourself out of your comfort zone and practice body acceptance, what is something that you've been afraid to wear in the summertime that you are committing to wear this summer? Should I go first? Yes. Okay. So this is the question that we are asking to each other. 
for me, um, it's tube tops. I'm Same like thing. so scared of tube tops because my boobs are so big. But I bought this one this spring because I love them and I think that they look so beautiful on people. And I got this like strapless band. I absolutely supported Kim Kardashian. I will I will say it. Boom. I know. I, it's just shameless. I can't <laughs> help it, you guys. But I, I did buy the Skims, like, bandeau bra. Um, and I had it. I had bought it last year, but I got it in a size that was too small. So I, I purchased the correct size. Um, and I have been wearing it with this tube top. And I'm, like, kind of living my best life. <laughs> so I love I, that. Yeah, I feel like I'm committing to either, like, wearing more tube tops or, like, Wearing things where I feel like my boobs don't look, quote unquote, the way they are supposed to, mm. um, or like the way that they would look in a shirt if they were not so big. Um, that perky bra support. Right, yeah. exactly. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I'll either go braless or wear something where I don't have as much support and like let them sag a little bit and let them be the shape that they want to be. And uh, that is my hashtag <laughs> commitment <laughs> to my uh, my summer wear. Yeah. And how about for you? So I, when you asked me this question, I thought of two things. One is I also thought of tube tops um, because for similar reasons, mm -hmm. because I also have um, baby boobs. <laughs> and um, I get really self-conscious about them because of any of the reasons that you could probably think of. Um, I don't own any, so this was more of like an aspirational kind of idea. I was like, I wonder if I could do that this summer. Um, and I have tried some on, so it maybe it is in my future, we'll see. It's in the cards. It's in the cards. I feel it for you. Thank you. Bring me with you, I'll make you buy it. Okay, that's true. <laughs> um, but the real, and I've talked about this on our Instagram a bunch, so sorry if it's repetitive, but shorts are such a thing for me that I, I've worn them probably every summer, but I hate wearing them. And I always make myself the butt of the joke when I wear them being like, I know I look bad, but like, it's fucking hot, which like the second part of that statement is true. It is always so hot. And that's why shorts are helpful. I also don't like them because I chafe Yeah, and it hurts finding, to wear them. Finding shorts that you don't chafe in are magical. Are magical. I and have, rare. And rare. I have very big differences in my measurements so finding shorts that fit me well yeah are is um very difficult but I want to wear shorts this summer proudly and confidently which I think I am on my way to yeah you've set yourself up for it I've I have started honing in on the shorts that I like to wear yeah before I would buy all the denim shorts in the world and be like this is cute and then hate wearing them. And I'm like, maybe that's the problem. I've also started like buying them a size up sometimes. Mm. So that like specifically with denim shorts so that they're just like kind of loose and baggy. And like, I don't care that they I don't like do show that. off every curve. I'm just like, these are comfortable and I don't care. <laughs> I bought these pair of shorts from pro probably from Urban Outfitters like in high school. And they were always too big and they stretch out. So they start off too big and end up way too big. <laughs> um, but they are, there's a reason why I've kept them around this long. Once again, I donate clothes once a month. 
is because I literally love how I look in them. Yeah. Because I'm like, they just kind of sag off my hips, and I'm like, that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. It's like, I feel kind of hot. Um, very, like, Kendall Jenner wearing oversized shorts look, and I'm like, but it's make it Chrissy. <laughs> well, and you know what's so funny about, like, the oversized look? I think there's such a stigma around that because it's like, oh, it makes you look bigger than you are. Yeah. It's like, God forbid. God forbid. Oh, my God. Too bad. Also, like... <laughs> like who cares? Who cares? Sometimes it's really fucking comfy. And also, like, I think that that something I've been kind of striving to do, too, is to, like, normalize trends that were designed for small bodies on larger bodies. So I'm, like, seeking out, yes. like, what that looks like on larger bodies, which actually is amazing because you can find that more often mm-hmm. now, um, especially because of social media, Yeah. Um, which I just think is so cool. And I think that that's actually something that social media has... A, a good piece of social media that that has come out of that whole scene um but you know i think normalizing something for yourself yeah and i've talked about that with my boobs like like other yeah. things too because i'm always talking about my boobs but like you know what i mean well i talk I, about my legs a lot too yeah it's like it's something that i've always had issues with yeah and now i'm just kind of tired of having issues with them mm-hmm. um and I, and I believe that putting yourself out of, or, yeah, taking yourself out of your comfort zone is inherently good. Yeah. Obviously, there's a, there's a spectrum on that. Like, never put yourself in a, in, a, in a position where you're completely uncomfortable. Yeah. But I, I'm ready to take the step where I'm like, listen, I'm ready to no longer make jokes about myself yeah. in shorts. Yeah. I want to just, like, be cool for the summer. Fuck yeah. Hot girl summer, baby. Hot girl summer. So that's everybody's challenge. Find find a piece of clothing that you've been scared to wear um, every summer of your life. And and as long as it doesn't make you extraordinarily uncomfortable, mm-hmm. find a way to incorporate it into your summer wardrobe and, and, you know, love yourself in it and love other people in it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. We're going to wrap up a little early <laughs> for you guys just because. As you can tell, this um, episode was extremely candid and will not be edited. Yeah. So, so. enjoy us just being our Tuesday night authentic uh, selves. Authentic selves <laughs> post work. Yeah, but you know, um, have, have a good two weeks off. Uh, I guess I'm saying that more to you. Thank you. Um, you're welcome. But yeah, I definitely. That's your homework for the next two weeks, everybody. I'm you... pretty sure we gave them multiple challenges, so pick one and yeah, report back. Yeah, pick one and, and, yeah, definitely. You know, shout us out on Instagram if you, you know, want to start a, a hashtag challenge movement, tag us. We'll we'll post you on our stories. And, yeah. Um, and, again, you know, please, please feel free to reach out if and when you ever have anything you want to talk to us about, whether it's on the podcast or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we're, we're always happy to um, – to chat with you guys and, and continue the conversation. Yeah. Um, we'll be back in a couple weeks with our with our next guest. We're just gonna jump right in with yep, the guest. We're gonna hit the ground running. Um and and hopefully <laughs> the next two weeks we'll come up with some really cool content for you guys. Um so yeah, thanks for listening and um you know don't forget all the things. Yeah, and, and th- uh, thank you for making it this far in yeah. this episode. Thank you for joining us for 20 episodes. Yeah. I, mean, I think we're kind of still in shock that we've made it this far. So thank you for, for being on this ride with us. Yeah. And, um, um, 
And all shades of gray are beautiful. Absolutely. Goodbye. Bye.